Yo, I put it like wow. This that sound. These oaks don't work hard like me. I hope they know by now. Bail, bail. Stand my ground. Throw these money trees go overseas like Percy Tau. I'll make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No negatives allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. It is a Friday, uh, the day before Saturday. Uh, we'll do a podcast tomorrow as well. So this isn't the last one for the week. You know, timelines and all that. We're in America. America. Kansas. Freezing. Minus 15, I think it went to today again. Or minus 14. But it was very cold. I did walk to the shops in the freezing cold this morning. Stop snowing. Not any less cold. I mean, it's not crippling cold. If you live in Canada, Minnesota, Russia, crippling cold. Minus 14, get a jacket on, get some thermals on. You'll be alright, eh, son? You'll be alright. So I went for a walk. I went for... I went to a whole, like a knockoff kind of Whole Foods shop. It's meant to be like hippie and whatever. Not bad, except they didn't have artisanal bread and all the bread in there is frozen. So I was like, okay, well, this is weird. Um, went to a deli to get my rolls. Buffalo wheat. Buffalo wheat in, in America. That's what they've got. Had to have buffalo wheat. Not having frozen bread. Because I'm not a bum. You know what I mean? Frozen bread. I mean, what are we doing? It's crazy. So I had some rolls, buffalo wheat, not so good. Not great. I think I've got another two rolls. So that's my situation. And um, I don't feel too bad about that. Went to the store. It was a bit of a lie. Not really too many fruit options. So that's a lie about you being a, like a, a grocer. Kind of a nice grocer. Whole grocer, I think they call themselves. Absolute nonsense. Terrible. All I got, I, all I could get there was apples. The rest was stuff in packets. But, you know, that is what that is. So that's a lie. I'm not going there again. Not sure what I'm gonna do for the rest of my stay here. There's another place. Too far away. It's cold. Unless I want to Uber everywhere. Which I might do. Might be worth it. Cause they, the, the other place wasn't a lie. So, yeah, not going to that place again. What a lie. Frozen bread. Terrible. Terrible option. But other than that, Kansas, all good. All good. Very nice people here. Um, everyone seems to be friendly. That, that could just be because I've met 50 people. You know, no, not a very co- good consensus. I think there's 80,000 people in this uh, city, Lawrence, Kansas. So I might want to meet a few more people before I start saying the people here are nice or terrible. You know, you got to do, um, you, you want to get the numbers right. You know, I, I probably need, I've got to meet what, 3,000 people, I'd say. And then I'll be able to judge like, oh, these people are terrible. These people are dumb. These people are smart. These people are ugly. These people are good looking. Or whatever it may be. So, I'll meet more people, I guess. And then I'll go, Lawrence, Kansas. The shops are a lie, but the people are dumb. 
or whatever, you know. I mean, listen, the Kansas City University is a top 10 program from what, from what I understand in America. So people here are probably not dumb, but I'm just giving you an example of once I've sort of correlated all the data. The data's in on the shops, though. A lie. Point to the whole grocer. Frozen bread. Apples. Only thing available. I mean, bloody hell. Don't, don't call yourself a whole grocer or whatever. If I can only get apples. I'd like some plums, you know? I'd like some options. Maybe, maybe some popcorn. Organic popcorn. No, nothing. So, there's that. There is that. Life is tough. What shall become of me? What shall become of me? No, but uh, on a serious note, Kansas is very nice. It's, um, country living out here. Country living. Not very busy. Uh, it's not the hustle and bustle of Philadelphia, New York, Los Angeles. But it's country living. Lots of space, um, lots of open ground, very clean air, I must tell you. Much cleaner than Los Angeles and much cleaner than Philadelphia. Less smoggy. You know what I mean? Less smoggy. It's nice. It's nice. I can. I walked outside. It was cold but crisp and very clean air. And I like that. I'm all about clean air. Uh, so the MKT Show, what are we talking about today? Um, went to the NBA All-Star last weekend. So I'm going to give you my Friday 5, uh, as I do every Friday, of the five greatest things I experienced at the NBA All-Star 2022. So I'll give you that. And then, of course, it's the League Cup final this weekend. All-German manager affair and i'll tell you why liverpool and chelsea have been so consistent over the last couple of years that they've been a model of consistency both clubs chelsea in particular over the last 18 months since thomas tuchel's arrival uh, but liverpool you've got to say a model of consistency not quite the same success as chelsea but t- tremendous consistency in the last six years since jürgen's been here so i'll tell you exactly why i think that happened uh, wherever you may be, I hope you're having the time of your life. I hope you didn't go to the shops and get lied to like me. I walked in there. You know what it, you know what it is? It's not in the shop. It's not on the shop. Life is about the following. Expectation management. I shouldn't have expected them to be Whole Foods. Because it's not Whole Foods. You know what I mean? It's kind of like... No wife is ever going to be as good as your first wife or husband. Do you know what I mean? After that, everything's diminishing returns. Anything that's not Whole Foods, probably not good temperature control inside. No, they didn't have good temperature control. I had to wait. Another thing, by the way, both stores I went to today, there's like 10 aisles and only one's working. What are we doing? Why am I waiting behind Granny? While she picks out her 76 items. Why isn't the... Hey, we're in America. Where's the self-checkout? Not an option. I mean, it would be at Whole Foods, but not at this place. But this place is a lie, as we've discussed already. Don't want to kill that one there, you know? Don't want to gild the proverbial lily. And lilies wouldn't grow here, by the way. It's freezing. <laughs> it is freezing cold. So you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't be able to gild the proverbial or literal lily here. It's minus 15. Flowers need sun and and ground that isn't hard. That isn't hard. It's very cold. It's very cold here. Freezing cold. By the way, big mistake I made earlier as well. So here in America, um, I don't know how seriously they take it, but you have to separate your plastics and your trash. 
So I went out, didn't really see the bin yesterday, but we put all of our plastics into the same container as our trash. I had to separate those because I am a bit of a believer in the whole green living thing, you know. I'm all for, let's, you, you don't need massive trucks. Let's just go electric. I love Elon Musk. Let's save the planet, you know what I mean? I guess it doesn't really matter if people are, I don't know, pumping all the oil into the sea. And I'm just one guy. But it makes me feel better about myself. And the world, as we know, in 2022, all about me. That's what everyone says. Everyone is just living for themselves. Which is a weird weird thing to do. It's quite weird. I mean, I, I'm a pretty self-sufficient person. But I think on some level, I think we all know the world works best when everyone's winning, isn't it? Or at least more than you. Like more per, more people winning than just you is the way to do it. But people are like, nah, I want to get an F, F-250 truck or whatever. I, I need three of those. Like unbelievable, by the way. The, the house, the Airbnb we're at, about seven cars here. There's no way they, there's that many adults that can live in this space unless, I don't know, are they, are they doing like a couple's roommate situation up there? And it's all these massive SUVs as well. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not like a bunch of students living up there. Massive cars. So, you know, it's weird that they got recycling and eight SUVs. None of them hybrid. Not really helping the world. You know what I mean? Carbon footprint and all that. Anywho, I'm not a politician. I don't know these things. I'm not an environmental scientist or any or a scientist of any kind. So I just know sport. You know, that's what I like talking about. All right. Um, as I said earlier, NBA All-Star last weekend, by the way. Unbelievable. Never thought I'd see LeBron James. You know, I'm all about greatness. And LeBron James, Tiger Woods is the last one that's left, right? Like LeBron's still doing his thing, but there's Tiger, who's the last one that's left. Serena, um, I ha- I've seen Serena play live before, so I've seen her. And now, will I ever see Tiger Woods? Maybe he stops crashing cars, you know what I mean? How many is he going to crash now? So, there's also that. But I saw LeBron James, and I love greatness. Because I understand that expectations are killer. And LeBron James, by the way, was called the chosen one at the age of 14. And he hasn't delivered on that promise. He has over-delivered to a point where nobody saw this coming. Because nobody saw Michael Jordan coming, by the way. In Carolina, he this they didn't see this. I mean, national champion, yes, but not what Mike Jordan became. LeBron James, at 14, they knew, the chosen one. He was on Sports Illustrated in high school. And he's over-delivered. And I got to see the great man in action. NBA All-Star, not a real game. They're, they're mucking about. There's a lot of malarkey. Most of it is malarkey. Steph Curry, though, incredible. So I'll give him my Friday five of my five favorite things from the NBA All-Star 2022. All right, let's get into it. Uh, It is the Friday Five um, for this fine day here. The NBA All-Star 2022, my five favorite things. Here we go. At number five, um, listen, the branding, the hotels, the adjustment to an influx of everybody from everywhere. It was so interesting to see that the city of Cleveland isn't really set up to host events. I've got to be honest with you. 
It's a brand new arena. And it's built in the middle of an already mashed up city. But the branding, the hotels, the branding is as you land at the airport. They truly embrace the message. At number five, Cleveland showed out. I thought the city embracing an event of that nature. I thought that was really, really cool. So at number five, Cleveland showing out. At number four, got to tell you something. I've had a lot of coffee since I've been here. Obviously, I brought my own coffee with me because I've traveled the world. And if you're from Africa, you, you're actually really spoiled. Really, really spoiled. But you don't realize it till you go because the coffee in America is absolute tosh, by the way. They don't know what they're doing. And I'm talking well barista in L.A., in Philly. And I had a cup, in, a cup of coffee in Kansas already at looked like an, a douchebag artisanal shop. Awful. Th- that doesn't belong in human beings' mouths. It belongs in the toilet. But I'll tell you what. In Cleveland, I had the best cup of coffee I've had in America so far. Stone Fruit Coffee, the place was called. Very, very good. Very, very good. Doesn't measure up to our stuff back home. But I had a really good coffee there. So at number four, best coffee I've had in America so far, Cleveland, Ohio. At number three, he brought Mary J. Blige with him. Mary J. Blige was with him. At number three, DJ Khaled. We the best. He'll tell you. He had a cracking message. He said, once the haters stop hating, get back to work. I mean, you just got to love this guy. My third favorite thing of the NBA All-Star Weekend, DJ Khaled coming out with Lil Wayne. But he had Mary J. Blige. I'm actually not going to go through the list. All I care about is Mary J. Blige. She's the best. And, and DJ Khaled says, we the best. And I say, you're damn right, DJ Khaled. Tell him again. He was all iced out as well. He, he's an interesting figure, isn't he? Not sure what he does. Doesn't really rap. Does he produce music? But he's just, he, he's the guy. He, he's what you call in the mix. But he brought the, he brought the fire. He was the performance on the Saturday for the celebrity game. I loved it. Absolutely loved DJ Khaled. He's a showman. And I got to first bump him uh, earlier, uh, about a day earlier. So it was very, very cool. At number two, a brand new record for the amount of three pointers made. In an all-star game. 16. You heard me correctly. 16 three-pointers in one match. Incredible. At number two, my favorite thing, my second favorite thing, Steph Curry. It, it was it was an exhibition of you know, he's so relatable because he's about my height. He's just a little bit taller than me. He's six feet. He's six feet tall. He could be me. I could be him. But he is the greatest shooter in the history of basketball. And I got to see it live. It was unreal. It was unreal. If you played Age of Empires like a trebuchet. Long range weapon. They cannot get close to him. And he was doing the no look at a stage. Balls in midair. And he says, yeah, this one's in already. Absolutely incredible. And listen... At number one, I've always loved music. Um, and I like off-center stuff. I don't know. It's always been like the rebellious streak in me. At number one, one of my absolute favorites of all time. And I don't actually really like soul music so much. 
but I don't know what com- connected me to this lady's music, but she did the national anthem, Star Spangled Banners. And it was such a cool performance. Like, I, I don't really like when the R&B people do that, but this was like a soul performance. At number one, the mercurial, enigmatic, tough to wrap your arms around if you consume pop culture music, but ultimately an absolute genius. The brilliant, deeply misunderstood Macy Gray. My favorite thing was her performance of all of it. Because the game's nonsense. The, the guys aren't taking it seriously. There's no defense. There's, there's nothing going on. For the quality, the, I mean, that's not what it's about. It really is a show. Think of the halftime show of the Super Bowl. That's what they're doing now with the NBA All-Star game. And no problem with it, by the way. I personally have no problem with it. I thought it was good fun. At number five, Cleveland. They showed out at number four. Um, I had the best coffee I've, ever, I've had in America so far um, in Cleveland. At number three, we the best, DJ Khaled. At number two, the brilliant Steph Curry, who who is being booed, by the way. They do not like him in Cleveland. That's what happens when uh, somebody just keeps beating you over and over and over. You're not going to like him, and he, he was embracing it. Eventually, they were cheering him, though. 16 threes. Magnificent entertainer. And at number one, I can't say enough about her. It was such an incredible performance. I think it was trending on Twitter for two days. It was trending on Twitter for two days. Macy Gray's national anthem at the NBA All-Star Game. If you're into, if you're into that vibe, and I'm not. I don't know why I like Macy Gray so much. I'm really not. I'm really not into that style of music. But I've always been into her. I think it's because she's so authentic. Whatever that means, you know? She's not, like, big on social media. She's just posting her music and whatever she's up to. There's no, like, massive marketing machine, you know? I think I like that. That might be what it is. I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I don't know. But I absolutely loved that. And the NBA All-Star was a cool experience. It was a very cool experience to see what it's like to do it on the next level. It's another level. It's another level of operation. It's it's what happens when human beings try. Sports entertainment at its absolute finest. And I thought it was awesome that LeBron hit the winning shot. It was very, very cool. And it was a fadeaway in front of his idol, Michael Jordan. So, so appropriate. So, so appropriate. I absolutely loved it. Really, really cool experience. It was a really, really cool experience. I enjoyed it. It was myself. It was Ryan and other people, obviously. It wasn't just us two there. Would have been pretty dead. You know, two people in an arena that big. Wouldn't be great. Would not be great. Those are my five favorite things. Uh, If you watched it, did I miss anything? Was there anything you saw, by the way, NBA All-Star Weekend that you loved? Those were my five favorite things. Absolutely loved DJ Khaled and what he did. And again, I, I'm I'm not really into American hip hop. It's not really my thing. You know, when I was growing up, I lived in the UK at eighteen, nineteen. So, uh, grime grime music for me is is my thing. Because when I was growing up, Dizzy Rascal, eighteen, nineteen, I lived in Watford, so massive um, sort of. Calypso culture there, West Indians, um, West Africans, 
So I grew up a lot in that culture. And that was the music I listened to when I was growing up. And that shaped my sort of cultural intake. I, I lean more towards Europe than I do America. But DJ Khaled, absolutely awesome. Lil Wayne, awesome. Mary J. Blige, need I say more? I absolutely thought that they showed out. They really did show out. So congratulations to the NBA and congratulations to Cleveland, Ohio. It's not an easy thing to put on, by the way. Because there's all sorts of things that need to happen. You know, a lot of these players don't get along. So you've got to manage that whole situation. I would imagine they want their own floor, some of these guys. LeBron James will want his own floor. He might stay at home, although probably not. You know what I mean? He'll want a floor of a hotel. DeMar DeRozan will tell you, hey, I'm the guy. Lil Wayne will tell you, I'm the guy. I expect a floor. Drake was in town. He didn't come. I didn't really see him. But pretty sure he'll want his own, maybe hotel even. You know, Drake might want his own hotel. Not an easy event to manage because it's not actually about the basketball. I mean, Dave Chappelle was in town. He played a show. The NBA really understand, and, and America understands how to put on put on the show. It's sports entertainment, and they get it. And Americans lean into it as well, which I think is fascinating, which we who consume sort of European football, or soccer as they call it here, you don't see that much of it. Hey? It's, it's more romance where we are. We're like, play the sport for the sport, and South Africans are very conservative in that sense. Like, no one like Graham Smith, right? Because Graham Smith wanted to make it about more than just cricket. He was trying to be the guy. Like He was almost Australian, really. And South Africans did not respond well to him. They did not respond well to him. Let me, let me just tell you, South Africans did not respond well to Smithers. Smithers, my boy. Cleveland, Ohio. That was good fun. It's good fun. Got to tell you, Macy Gray... Another one, all-time great. Never thought I'd see her. You know, I'm not really one for getting too emotional, but that was pretty fun. That was cool. I did, and also, because I didn't know she was singing. And it was really cool. It was nice. I like to be surprised. Not often surprised, but uh, when I am surprised and it's something that I love, it's cool. It doesn't happen often anymore. It does not happen any- doesn't happen at all, actually, anymore. I don't really get too surprised in life anymore. And that was an awesome treat. That was a treat, actually. It wasn't a surprise. It was a treat. Macy Gray, Mary J. Blige, both of them, one night. Absolutely incredible. And I got to see LeBron James. I wore a suit. If you want to see what my suit looks like, Italian, of course. I mean, <laughs> let's get it right. 100% cotton tie as well. A lot of people saying, a friend of mine, Dale, said my tie's too short. I say, you have no clue what you're talking about, pal. Get out of here. Having said that, it is the first suit I've owned since I was 18 years old. Even the only suit I'd wore, I've worn was when I was playing football professionally when we had to wear suits. But I didn't own any of those. They, they forced us to go and get it cut. Other than team occasions, would never wear it. The last time I wore a suit, I was 21 years old. I'm 35 now. And I wore a suit this year for the first time. What's that? 13 years. 14 years, yeah. That's me. I'm not a suit guy. I wear, I try and wear tracksuit pants every day as much as possible. I don't like formal pants. I don't like formal shoes. I, I don't like any of that. I wore my sneakers, limited edition Air Maxes. I mean, please also have some respect. If you haven't seen the outfit, you can go and check it out at uh, the mktshow.com. 
We've got some videos of us at the game, myself and Ryan sitting there. I think you see the top half of the suit. I don't think you see the whole suit. But it's tailored. Tailored tight as well. Whew. I better not put on any weight. <laughs> don't worry about that. I'll be all right. I don't eat like a pig, you know what I mean? I'll be all right. I'll be fine. Nice suit though. I've got to tell you. Very, very nice. Well tailored. Good job. Mohammed. I called Mohammed in Morningside. Worth the money. Worth the money. All Italian. Uh, my my shirt is... A lot of people saying my shirt looks too big. Well, it has been tailored as well. Um, But that's just the shape of the shirt. You know what I mean? 100% cotton there as well. From Mauritius, you know. Imported shirts. It's not a big deal. I don't want to make a big deal about it. But that's how I'm living. I will save for stuff. You know, like, I don't want to get a rubbish suit. If I'm going to get a suit, I'll save up, pay extra... Now I've got the nicest suit you can have without being Cyril Ramaphosa or, you know, Oprah. But like, like those are the only people with a nicer suit than I've got, I think, in the world. Yeah, I bet Oprah has nice suits. She probably does, huh? Although Oprah's weight's up and down. So her tailor's busy, which is good. Good for business. Good for industry. Good for industry. Stedman... He looks pretty much the same as he looked 30 years ago. So his tailor probably hates him. Probably hates him because might be a bit sexist to think the tailor's a man. But I'd imagine if it's a man and Stedman's the guy dating Oprah. Yeah, you definitely hate him for that. You're like, oh my. You know, they're striking it lucky. And then there's finding Oprah 35 years ago. I mean, Stedman's wife never had a chance. Suspiciously on Wikipedia, 1988, I think it was. His marriage broke up. 1989 onwards, he's been with Oprah. So, talk about return on investment. Stedman, Graham, what a man. I mean, I hate to go on about this guy. But yeah, his tailor probably hates him. I mean, guy's in the same shape. Great shape, by the way, that guy. And also, he's with Oprah. I mean, that's sickening. I, listen, I hate Stedman a little bit. Because he's won the lottery. You know? Also, Oprah is uber busy, so he gets all of the advantages without being around too much. Like, all of us think we're amazing, right? But relationships only work if you go to work. You, you know, I'm pretty sure people have realized in the pandemic, like, oh man, I love my partner, but geez, like, all the time's a lot, you know? So you, you need that dynamic of, you know, Kumbuzo's going to work, Sally's going to work as well. Like, I'll see you for four hours of the day, like 11 hours, and most people sleep in the same room if they're married or whatever. Oh, that's a lot. You know who I feel, I really feel sorry for? People who moved in together at the beginning of the pandemic, and it's like a new moving in situation, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I just gave up my lease. Let's give this thing a proper go. Yeah. It's okay to semi-move in together and also have the option to kind of just take two days off. You know what I mean? In the pandemic, you could barely go home. You know, lots of people scared to get family sick or whatever. Imagine your situation is where six months into the relationship, she's always in my place anyway. I've now done the sort of romantic gesture. Just give up your lease. Come here. And then she moves in or, or the other way around. Oh, no. Now it's two years of this person every day. It's like, oh, you know, so you you sort of want that in year three, not six months in. So I do feel sorry for those people. And 
RIP to your relationship, which is obviously over. I mean, nobody wants, nobody wants a loved one around all the time. Like I had my mom and my sister over recently. I love them. They're the most important people in the world to me. After three weeks, though, I was like, oh my goodness, ladies, when are you getting out of here? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, they're awesome, but I also like my own space. So imagine being forced to be with someone now. Oh, it's fine. Give up your lease. You're here anyway all the time. Oh, no. We can't even go to restaurants. Can't even see friends. There's no buffer. Now we're fighting all the time. You know, because I like my knives arranged this way. Take this from somebody who's very pedantic. Right? I don't move where the salt goes. You know? If I've got my grinder over there on top out, it's organized. I know that it's there. I know my ergonomics. I know the flow of my house. You know, I know the pillows in the spare bed, which I use once every eight months, but I know it's there every now and then if I need it for the couch. Not when there's other people. That will change the dynamic. Boy, oh boy. And if uh, the pandemic ended your relationship, I mean, let's not, hey, let's not blame the pandemic either. It was probably going to end anywhere. You know what I mean? I hate people that are like, oh, we broke up because of the pandemic. No, you broke up because your relationship was terrible. You know what I mean? It was on the rocks anyway. It was on the rocks anyway. It wasn't the pandemic. Yeah, I don't know, Derek's drinking or whatever. You know, <laughs> that's what ended it. That's what ended it. Not somebody possibly eating a bat in China. It was that Derek's drinking on Sundays at the age of 40. And you've said, when, when is that going to stop? And then, and then you pulled her. My mom was right about you. Oh no! Oh no, mate! Can't say that. What do you mean your mom was right? Well, she's been saying. Oh no! Oh no! Pandemic. It's a relationship killer as well. Well, what do I know? What do I know? I'm single. What do I know? I mean, I do know two people who's who actually got divorced because it wasn't the pandemic. They're 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 both. Look, I'll say the one the one guy. We knew. Yeah, like, because <laughs> we, we know the girl. We, we, yeah, we, we knew. Uh, no, you broke up with her because she's terrible. She's a terrible human. So it wasn't because of the pandemic, and he tried to pull that pandemic thing. When, <laughs> when we went to his house, maybe this makes me a bad person, but whatever, I'll, I'll tell the story. Everyone went with the, oh, I'm sorry to hear it thing. I was like, and I, I mean, I'm not trying, I'm not saying it to be cool. I actually said this. I'm like, what, what are we talking about here? That chick was terrible. And yeah, it was, that wasn't best received, but ultimately everyone knows I was right. So we moved on. But yeah, she was awful. The other situation, well, there was a lot of dynamics there. The thing about when you marry someone, is you marry the whole family, right? And that was the situation in the other one that got divorced. She was a female friend of mine. His family was awful. He's great, by the way. He's fantastic. But the pandemic just, you know, if you're too different and you come from two homes that are vastly different, I know it's romantic to go opposites attract, but similarities, as I said yesterday, bind us. The, the two families were just too different. And kind of... The pandemic, because they were together every day, kind of showed them how different they were. So it was two different dynamics. So, hey, that's going to happen. I mean, 60% divorce rate in South Africa now, once you put a ring on it, 
good chance you're going to need that ring back or she's going to keep and sell it. So divorce, real thing. Real thing. And it's not the pandemic. You're probably a terrible person. Or, or they're a terrible person. Maybe you weren't the terrible person, but you get what you deserve. You know what I mean? Is you, you get what you deserve. Because it's on you also if you were the terrible person. You made that choice. Uh, a bit of a morbid podcast today. But that's real life. I must say, I've had two great girlfriends. I always tell everybody. I was a terrible person though. For the first one, I was too young for the first one. She was awesome. The second one, she lived in Denmark. And long distance only works in the movies. You know what I mean? doesn't work in real life. You can't do it. Cannot do it. All right, let's move on. That's enough for relationship talk. The pandemic did change everything though. RIP to people's relationships. So bad. So bad. Or also, I'm really happy for you if the other person was terrible. So it's not just, hey, there we go. I've turned it around. It's not all morbid. <laughs> it's not all morbid. You know, if they're terrible, they're out your life now. You've got some options. You've got a little bit of extra money now because you're not spending it on some bum and taking them to dinner, buying them roses or whatever you're buying him or her. You know what I mean? Now you're free. You're with the guys. You're with the girls. You're meeting new people. And upside, lots of divorces happening. More options, you know. A little bit more psychological trauma out there on the streets. You know, call it baggage. But, you know, life's not perfect. So, good luck out there. It's a minefield. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. you got to do what you got to do. Uh, this is probably not a good time to get in a relationship right now. Because most people are single only because they've come out of the pandemic spin. You know what I mean? So, maybe give it a while. I'd say give it another year. People do their therapy or whatever. And then you can get better people uh, that have developed after some therapy. That's, that's not what I'm going to do. I, I, I want to stay single for a while longer. I'm married to my work. Mm. Married to my work. Somebody asked me the other day about that. I said, oh, it's going to be tough because I've got to find a girl. And I, I will tell you up front, you will be second to my work. Are you comfortable with that? Most people say yes up front, but they are not. So, hey, that's tough. That's tough. Also, try not to have a baby and be a single mom. That's tough as well, unless you're a trust fund kid. It's tough out there. School's expensive. Kids are demanding. Instagram makes kids even worse today. I can't imagine if I was born today. I was a brat and there was no Instagram. Oh, my dad. Although my dad was such a disciplinarian, it was always easier to kind of emotionally manipulate my mom, who wasn't wealthy, by the way. Doctors aren't that well paid. I did, I did put her under incredible financial pressure. One of the worst kids, you, you couldn't wish to have a worse child than me. I mean, between the ages of 9 and 12, wow, one of the worst kids in the world. I had every single Nintendo you could have, by the way. I had to have it, every single color. I had every single Game Boy you could have. I had every console you could have, PlayStation, uh, I don't know if it was, not Xbox, Sega Saturn, yeah, that's the one, that was with CDs. I had to have everyone. Otherwise, people knew about it. Hey, my dad knew, and my, my dad was happy to pay for this. Every single season, I need a new pair of copper mundals. I'm not pitching up at school looking like a bum out here. He knew this. So every season, I needed two pairs of copper mundals, and people knew that I'm rocking. That was high school. That was more high school. Oh, no. So I was terrible even at 14. Oh, my goodness. This podcast is revealing more about me than I wanted. Wait, was I terrible my whole life? This has just landed on me now. I was terrible. 
from 9 until 28. It's 21 years. Or no, it's not. It's 18 years. It's 18 years. Hmm. Well, I'm a terrible human. Let's move on to people that are good humans. Um, It's the League Cup this weekend. And it's the Germans. Battle of the Germans, right? And before we get into that... um, Look, ladies, I can only speak for men on this one. I don't know how ladies think. But for men, power is important. And we know power is a lie, right? We invented it as human beings. We invented it. It's not real. Because power lies in the title. What happens when you fire the CEO? He's no longer powerful anymore. Power shifts. It's a lie. It's a figment of our imagination. We've invented it. But I'll tell you this. Men like power. And one thing I know about power, in my own experience, it's really, really important. And I'm talking about the sports dynamic here. I think the sport, as we always say, microcosm of life, it's really, really important in a sports team, as in life, I believe in family, to know where the power lies. Right? You have to communicate that. Mom, dad, whoever the, whoever the alpha is at home, it must be communicated. You have to communicate it. Because power shifts. It's really, really important. And men love power. That's why men love money. They do. They do. Can't deny it. Men like power. The thing about power, though, is it has to be clear where it lies. And I'll tell you why. All right. Is that if power lies in the hands of those who don't know how to handle it, it becomes a shambles. And you know why Chelsea and Liverpool have been winning for so long? Right, the last five, six years have been really City, City or Ultimate. But Chelsea and Liverpool and Chelsea have been the greatest club in England for the last 22, 23 years. Not because I'm a Chelsea fan. Go and look at the numbers. But there's a template to how the power must be organized. Right? Number one, Liverpool and Chelsea have super rich, invisible owners. So do Man City, by the way. Which is why the last six, seven years they've been unstoppable. But super rich is important because money is portable power. I've always said this. Money is power you can put in your pocket. Super rich invisible owners. So what that means is that the ownership is secure in itself. Not meddling and like Watford. Right? Roman's not meddling. He's not trying to do interviews. He's not doing nonsense. John W. Henry, not doing nonsense. He's married to a super... Or I don't know if it's his girlfriend or his partner, but anyway, supermodel. He's hanging out. He, he's, he's, he's rich. He's, he's doing stuff. He's doing stuff. He's organizing. Super rich, invisible owners. Because what it does when it's clear where the power lies is that it creates clarity. And everybody, men in particular, you have to manage them around power because they need the clarity to know where their power stops. Super rich, invisible owners. What it means is you've been given the rope to pull yourself up or hang yourself. So there's clarity there. Is It's all on Jurgen Klopp. It's all on Thomas Tuchel. Now get to work. That's an, For me, I like that. 
I like that. I like to think I'm, I fall more alpha male than sort of passive. So I like absolute responsibility. My father raised me to say, everything's your fault. So super rich and visible owners mean we all know where the power lies with the manager. Right? He's not, he's not around meddling, trying to be friends with players. The players know there are consequences. So it's clear the power structure is owner, manager, the rest of you. You are all replaceable. And a really important thing, right, is that the manager is also accountable because they know that the management is ruthless. Uh, John W. Henry, he is not scared to shake things up. You've seen it. Hey, there's a Mo Salah thing going on right now. He won't sign a new contract. No problem. We're signing Diaz while you're at AFCON. We, we don't, we're tired of negotiating with you. I'm a billionaire. I don't negotiate. We move on. And that's what these great alphas do, right? Male and female. That's what these great alphas do. The power is clear. Owner, manager, the rest of you. And then the managers also know that the ownership is ruthless because they're not around. It means, hey, there's the rope. Pull yourself up or hang yourself with it. Proverbially, of course. And then... I think why power is important for the clarity of power is that clarity creates freedom. Because then you can take responsibility. Once I know how much power I have, I can take full responsibility or not. But at least it's clear who's responsible. And that's what I love about Thomas Tuchel. That's what I love about Jurgen Klopp. It is very, very clear what their message is. Here we are relentless, right? And if you don't want to play here, that's okay. I mean, look at how Tuchel has handled this Romelu Lukaku situation. It's a nightmare. Tuchel says, no problem, I'm playing Harvard, right? If the boss wants to come down and give me a hard time about it, I'll deal with that. Abramovich has not said a thing. Marina has not said a thing. Because they're like, hey, ultimately you're the one that gets fired. We're going to give you all the resources and Tuchel has the freedom because it's, Roman says, I'm powerful here. I don't need to meddle in your thing. I didn't hire you for me to tell you what to do. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Clarity creates freedom in the workplace. Um, ladies, I'm just talking about men because I know how men think. It's all about how much power do I have. And men like to know that, by the way. Men like to know that. Might be a little handy tip for you at home if you're having some problems. Men, we're insecure as soon as we feel our power is reduced. That's all it is. That's all. It's uncomplicated. Men aren't as complicated as ladies. And I'll finish off on this. I always say this. Right, the reason Liverpool and Chelsea are in another final is that system over talent. Jürgen has built a system. Thomas Tuchel has come in and built a system. It's very, very clear. There's no vibes. Right? Liverpool actually really structured. It looks... Like they're playing cut and thrust. It's not really. It's very, very rigid, actually. It's very, very rigid. And Jürgen has them like a well-oiled German machine. And so does Thomas Tuchel. Listen, for Tuchel, it took... You, you could see after a month. Night and day from Lampard. Lampard, all vibes. Roman Abramovich is king. John W. Henry is getting there. And it pains me to say it, but I... I think Liverpool win, not because they're a better team. I think it's because they're more desperate. And when there's high-quality players, 
generally the more desperate team wins. Because I think they know that the Jurgen cycle is coming to an end. Folks, these things don't last forever. And especially with a personality type like Jurgen, he's going to need a break soon. We saw burnt out at Mainz, burnt out at Dortmund. And it's about the end. Because guys like Jurgen also wear people out around them. It's not just him getting worn out. On, demanding, demanding, demanding. That's why Fergie needed like a whole team of guys, right? He stopped managing the players because he was just too hard on guys. That's where you get Queros and you get these other guys, Mike Phelan. Jürgen doesn't have that. He's still an old school coach. He wants to be out there. He's coaching. Tuchel very much the same. Pep very much the same. Pep's current run at Man City is an anomaly. Right? Usually he does three seasons and out. Bayern, Barca, three seasons. He's going into year five now. I think this will be Jürgen's last season. I think this will be Pep's last season as well. I do. Not because they're terrible coaches. That's clearly not it. Their time's over. But folks, and to everyone out there, men will deny it. We like power. But even more than that, we like to know where the power resides. And the reason Liverpool and Chelsea are successful, it's very, very clear. Roman, Tuchel, the rest. John W. Henry, right? It's, and it's in this order. Jürgen Klopp, the rest. But it's crystal clear. And you can see men will respond to that. Because what Jürgen creates is an environment where, gentlemen, here's the system. Now the power is in your hands to improvise. And if, if you want people to be free, you must, you must let them know how much power they have. And this is why you have things like HR and, and ego. Because that's where egos come into it, right? Take the egos out of it. Let's have the hard conversations up front. Here's what you can do. Here's what you can't do. All right, get out there and play football. That's what Jürgen does. Simple. Keep it very simple. The great Johan Cruyff said, football is a simple game, but playing simple football is the hardest thing in the world. Because everybody wants to be Cantona. Ronaldo, Ronaldinho. No, not if you want to win. If you're Ronaldinho, sure. We give you a little more license. Jürgen says, all right, you have a little more license. But Salah's not Ronaldinho and neither Sadio Mane. So you get up and down, cut and thrust, two-touch football. It's organized in the middle. It's rigid. You've got uh, Fabinho, Van Alden when he was there, uh, James Milner. It's very functional. Both teams are very functional, very little flair. Very, very functional, very, very organized. And ultimately, uh, the power can be expressed because everyone knows their limits. League Cup Finals weekend, it pains me to say it. I think Liverpool will win. I think it's Jürgen's last year. They'll be desperate to do it for him. It's it's his third final at uh, at Wembley, and he, he's lost the last two. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope Chelsea do the right thing. But they're just a little more desperate. Diaz is here now. Bobby Firmino out, and it looks like Jota will be out, but they've got the two Africans back. Diaz is here now. It's 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 going to be tough to stop them. They are flying at the moment. They are they are flying at the moment. Chelsea actually aren't playing that well. And they haven't all season. They have not played well all season. So we'll see how it goes. The two German maestros uh, will try and lead their troops to another trophy. I mean, Tuchel wins this one. It might be the greatest run of a new manager there's ever been. Listen, Di Matteo did the league, or he did the FA Cup and Champions League double in six months, right? Hmm. I guess that is better than Tuchel, actually.
because Tuchel lost the FA Cup. He could have done the same, but he has been to the World Club Cup final, won that now. He's been he's been to an FA Cup final, now a League Cup final. So a superb run and, and a great early. If Chelsea can hang on Tuchel two, three seasons, because he'll wear people out uh, wherever he's been. He upsets the authority. He's not very good with handling the power or lack thereof. But what, are you, what he'll do is organize you. So um, I think those are my thoughts. Get organized and uh, make sure everybody knows how little or how much power they have. And that's what Klopp and uh, I think Roman Abramovich and that whole system has done for Chelsea. So congratulations to both clubs. Looking forward to watching it. It'll be on Sunday, 10.30 a.m. here in America. And whatever time it is, wherever you live. I mean, you know, it, it's that simple. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, this weekend, by the way, Baylor, Baylor is playing against the Jayhawks. Uh, the Jayhawks travel to Baylor. Um, and that'll be an interesting game to kind of see where the Jayhawks are. Uh, they destroyed K-State the other day and got to triple figures. So let's see what happens uh, this week. It'll be really, really interested. Baylor against um, Kansas University in the basketball two weeks time, of course, is the big one. It, it all kicks off Big Ten tournament, uh, Big 12 tournament, uh, NCAA, uh, March Madness in three weeks kicks off Sweet 16. That'll be absolutely incredible. So keep an eye on all of our social media. And two weeks time, we'll be back with the Champions League watch-alongs exclusively on TikTok, the MKT Show page. So keep a, a lookout for that. Uh, but for now, ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. I hope you have the greatest night of your life um, or day, well, you know, or afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. If you're running on the um, treadmill, uh, maybe you're on the Watt bike, I hope you're smashing it. Uh, stick at it, and I hope you have a great weekend wherever you may be on planet Earth. My name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, I am the Hal. Are